minutes break in afternoon. It is Niall Boylan with you right to, well, certainly for the next hour or so. Lots happening, by the way, and in the news today. Very interesting that the Irish government are now going to be fined 1.5 million for not accommodating refugees by the EU. Wow, huh? Since 2012, we've had a homeless crisis in this country. I don't remember the EU ever finding us before for not housing citizens of Ireland, but now they're going to be fined. So they need to get their skates on and start finding accommodation and stop leaving people sitting on the streets in tents. Also, by the way, RTE believe that it's news to tell us that it hasn't rained in Denmark in two weeks. Wow, it hasn't rained in two weeks. It is June, isn't it, by the way? Can I just mention? Maybe this is some sort of climate alarmism. I'm not too sure. But how they or to believe that that's actually newsworthy is beyond me. But first, we do want to get to sex education, a topic that we have broached many times before, particularly when it comes to children, because what's foremost on our mind all the time is the protection of children. And there has to be a balance in that protection. We have to educate them. We have to tell them about the world around them. We have to make sure they're non-judgmental. But we also have to be careful that we don't give them too much information that maybe will put thoughts into their heads because, of course, children are very easy to manipulate. But is it a parent's job or the school's job to educate your children when it comes to sex? Now, the Minister of Education, Norma Foley, has said that she believes the new sexual education curriculum published last week brings the syllabus into the real lived experience of young people today. She was speaking after the National Council of the Curriculum Assessment, the NCCA, published a revamped SPHE, which is a social, personal and health education, sex education to, to all the rest of us. And this is for the junior cycle. Let's not alarm people too much, by the way. For the summer this year, or from September, it'll be for the junior cycle. It won't go into primary school until 2024, possibly 2025. They're not going to change it. Well, they say they're not going to change it, but mind you, the instructions that I've been told that have been given to school teachers is to slowly change it anyway. Now, she was, of course, speaking outside the Department of Education. She said that she was conscious of the huge amount of young people assessing pornography on their phones. And she said, we need our children to be safeguarded, we need them to be protected, and we need them to access information in a safe place and not relying on mobile phones. This is not the world in which it's safe or a safe environment for them. Now, there has been a lot of objections to the new sex education bill with parents saying they'd like to opt their children out. And the reason is because the new sex education programme will include inclusivity, i.e. the LGBTQ community, um, genders. In other words, it's not going to be what they called gender normative. Now, that's a very difficult thing to understand. Gender normative essentially means that we don't refer to people as boys and girls. We don't refer to parents as mams and dads. We don't refer to people as mothers and fathers or males and females. We're just people nowadays. We're human beings. Uh, we're all the same. And you can be really whatever you want to be. Uh, there was a case in the Isle of Man where they had to stop the sex education programme because one child was expelled because he questioned the teacher uh, when the teacher told him that young girls could have a penis. Um, in other words, what they're telling boys and girls during the sex education is that if you were a young boy and you want to be a girl, that's perfectly fine if you want to identify in that way. And if you're a young girl and you want to identify as a boy, that's perfectly fine and acceptable too. And I'm not too sure how many genders they believe there is nowadays, but there has been suggestions of over 100, whereas many people believe there are two, male and female. Now, you might believe this is acceptable, and that's fine, because, of course, we live in a world where we don't want children and the next generation growing up judging people. We don't want bullying. We don't want people calling each other names. We want people to accept each other for what they are and who they are. But we also don't want to implant ideas in their head, and we don't want this to become a social contagion. So I want to get your thoughts on it today. Leo Varadkar said that he will give parents the opportunity to opt out if they're not happy with the sex education. I don't know whether he refers to junior cycle or primary. We're a little bit unsure on that. Norma Foley said the same thing. 
But I am guessing they're going to change their views on that very soon. And I'm guessing that you might not be able to opt your children out. But I'm asking you, if you're a parent of young children in primary school in two years' time or junior cycle right now, 14 or 15 years of age, will you be opting your children out of the new sex education bill? Well, joining me today to discuss the matter is Jana London, who is the founder of the Natural Women's Council, an advocate for women and children, and mama of a boy and a girl. And also Clarity Mills, who's a sexual educator. Uh, for adults, can I point out, by the way, not for children, but has a very good view and a very good idea what we should be teaching children and how we should teach about sex. Good evening or good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to you first, Jana, if I can. Um, why do you object so strongly to the new sex education bill or, as it's better known, the or uh, the SPHE bill? Yeah, there's several reasons that uh, myself and the five groups that I work with, including my own organization, the Natural Women's Council, there's several reasons we object to it. Uh, the primary reason is that we need to safeguard our children. And if we look at a child's young developing mind, particularly age 12, which will start the new curriculum in September, uh, a child should not be taught gender ideology as a fact because gender ideology is a social construct. Biological sex is innate and biological sex cannot be changed. So to teach a child, and I've been spending a lot of time reading the, uh, the new SPHE book here in Ireland, teaching a child that gender identity is about how you see and feel your, about yourself being male, female, both or neither, irrespective of the sex you're born in, showing them the little gender bred person here, that is not biological fact. Teaching them that they can be non-binary, not identifying, this person looks confused in this, in this page here, non-binary i do not identify as either male or female now there are certain people in the world that do suffer from gender dysphoria which is classed as a psychiatric condition by the american society of psychiatry yes but the, but the and, who did remove that classification going back many years ago and um, it has been removed from the dsm hasn't it yeah, I just picked up this book from the Countess, which is another group doing fantastic work. I, we've spoken. State, we've spoken to the Countess a couple of times. Yeah, it does say gender dysphoria is listed as a psychiatric condition issued by the American Psychi Psychiatric Association. So, I'm not saying that there aren't people who will be confused and suffer from this condition, but in no way should we convince all children through an authority figure such as a teacher that their gender is fluid. Their biological sex as a child is one of the very few things in a child's world that is uh, known for them. They know they're a boy or a girl. They know they have a mummy and a daddy, and they know they have a sibling. Well, there, 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 there would be an argument, well, Jenna, there would be an argument that some children don't know if they're a boy or a girl, um, or some children are confused about their gender, or... You know, I mean, many years ago, we would have referred to people as being, I suppose, camp or tomboy or those are the words that we would have used. Whereas nowadays, we probably have a better understanding of people's psychological or mental states when it comes to, um, as you mentioned, gender dysphoria. So, I mean, there are children in the world who identify as uh, the opposite sex. I'm not suggesting they are the opposite sex, but they certainly identify as it. And I suppose the idea of the sex education bill is to teach children not to judge. So if little Johnny, you know, identifies as Mary and he's 13 years of age, we the last thing we need is a group of kids in the schoolyard calling him names because we're telling them that this is a fallacy. Absolutely. Every, every child should be respected. Um, every child is their own unique 
person, an individual. And if a child is confused, the, the first thing we should teach our children is to love and accept themselves for how they are born. And if they're confused, that child should absolutely get the love and support from their parents and involve experts as needed. However, if we fast forward five years and look at what's going to happen to these school children in Ireland, if we tell 100% of children that their gender is fluid, they can choose to be male, female, both or neither, and we convince them of this, we will end up seeing this as a social contagion and sow seeds of confusion where they don't exist when it's a very, okay. very, very that's a, that, that's a good point. That's a good point to go to Clarity Mails on. Clarity, uh, obviously you're involved in sex education, um, not obviously of children, but certainly when it comes to adults. So you're dealing with people who may have different kinks and different confusions on a regular basis. The idea, and this has been proven already in numerous studies at the moment, that we have seen a dramatic rise in the amount of young people, teenagers in particular, identifying as the opposite sex to that that, that they were born as. And they're classing this in a lot of cases as a social contagion. Would you accept that? No, I would, I would not agree with that assessment. I think what Jana and I share in common is that I am all about protecting children. And I think that the earlier we get sex education into classrooms in general, sex and health education, the better the outcomes are for the children. And that's on many factors. So that could be in reduced teen pregnancy, that could be reduced STI rates later in adulthood, that's uh, reduced statistics of children being preyed upon. Um, the other thing I would agree with Jana on is that gender is a social construct. What I think is happening now, and we've talked about this previously on our show, Niall, is that teachers are doing the job that parents used to do. Um, but because you have two parents and they're working full time and they don't have and they themselves may not have the language or the education to be able to educate their children on these subjects, um, the school is stepping in and doing it for them. I would probably agree with Jenna that it is the place of the parent to do this education. Unfortunately, because we live in a society where people have to work, they don't have time, they don't have expertise, this education system is stepping in and handling this conversation. And the job of education is to prepare children for the world that they're going into. So in any given population, in any major city center, 10% of the population is gay. So in the United States, the country that I come from before I moved to Ireland about six, seven years ago, um, we didn't start adding the conversation around LGBTQ couplings until the 2000s in some states, 2010s in some states, we still don't have that conversation. Like as, and as you see, states like Florida are actually pulling those conversations back at the primary school level. And the reason why they started to sneak into the conversations about LGBTQ coupling started to sneak into the educational curriculum at a primary and certainly at a secondary school level is because same-sex couples had children in the same schools and it was confusing to children to not explain the world that they were already living in. It was a little bit late to the party. But, but, is, but, is, so ed, but think, is education not a blunt instrument? And you talk about 10%. By the way, I didn't realize it was 10%. I was told it was 6%, although that figure is debatable around the world. It depends on the Yeah, it depends on where you are. Yeah. But you, you talk about, you know, like, for example, let me give you a brief example. Maybe it's not a good analogy, but there was two kids in my class who yeah. had no fathers because their father died. And But that didn't mean that the teacher couldn't say, you know, boys and girls, when you get home, talk to your mams and dads, just because you might upset those two children. In other words, education yeah. has to be a blunt instrument 
instrument based on what is the norm, inverted commas. In other words, the majority of children yeah. are in a heterosexual yeah. family or the nuclear family, yeah. as, as they call it. Some children would be a single-parent family. Some children might be in same-sex families. It uh, would be less com- common. Some people might be in a transgender family. But the norm, inverted commas, is a heterosexual nuclear family. So why do we change everything then to suit? There was a very famous quotation many, many years ago is that you don't sacrifice the rights of the majority to appease a minority. So, and, and I kind of stick with that. I think we have to be careful how we do that. I think, but I think we always talk about the minority in any kind of context. Like, for example, educational curriculum at primary, secondary school levels, we talk about travelers, the, the ethnic community within Ireland. That is by far a minority, but it's good to understand that they are part of the community and the patchwork quilt that makes up the Absolutely. culture that I, the kids I, live I in. I don't think anybody would have an issue explaining to children right. that some boys and girls have two daddies and some have two mammies, et cetera, et cetera. But when you start mm. making it, and as the sex education bill talks about when you go into detail and you, and you dig down, it uses this thing about removing the gender normative. In other words, mm. you know, it won't be long, similar to the United Kingdom, similar to the United States, where parents will not be referred to as mom and dad or your mommy or your daddy or a boy or a girl. We had a teacher only last mm. week in the United Kingdom in a girl's school who said good morning girls and he was fired yeah and i think that's sensationalism and overreaction i think that that we we have to uh, pull the reins on that kind of behavior in both directions and overreacting to uh you know a, a common greeting versus you know being sensitive to the needs of of students no, there was, there was one child we, complained one child complained because yeah. she identified yeah. as, as non-binary or as a boy i'm not too sure yeah. and because he was a christian yeah. teacher he was fired yeah and that's I, I think that behavior needs to stop that just that just furthers the narrative and and divides the conversation even further okay what i think I think the benefit of talking about gender roles at a primary and certainly at a secondary school level is that it is a social construct and kids, teenagers are angsty. They don't fit in. They're awkward. I think as you see the rise of other like non-binary gender fluid, you'll see a drop actually. And we're starting to see data that demonstrates this, a drop in the presence of transgender men or women when there is like this other catch-all category. It's still gender dysphoria, as Jenna presents, is still in the DSM-5. Um, it is still a mental disorder. But I think... But did the, did the WHO not declassify that going five, five years ago? No, no, it's still in the DSM-5, and it, which is it, it, a medical textbook, right? And it is, mm-hmm. it is a, a mental disorder, just like limb disorder, just like other forms of body dysmorphia. Um, it, well, then, well, then, why, well then, then is Jenna not got a point then? Why are we teaching children that it's okay to have what would be classed by some as a disorder. That and I doesn't think make there's any a sense, differentiation. We, we I might think be it was creating a... a disorder. If we do that, Niall, that's a really good point, is gender dysphoria is classed as a psychiatric disorder. So if we're teaching yeah. every child gender is fluid, we're teaching every child and normalizing a psychiatric condition, we are going to spread a potential mental health crisis in Ireland, which is already really uh, catastrophic at the moment. What will it look like in five years if we're teaching children that a, a psychiatric condition is the normal and they can choose their gender? I mean, uh, Clarity, I, when I listen at the moment on a broader uh, conversation in relation to trans issues at the moment, and I, I listen to educated men primarily men, mm. politicians, been asked a simple question, including Keir Starmer, Owen O'Brien, our own housing spokesperson, and Sinn Féin, what is a woman? And struggle to answer that question. It blows my mind because we, 
we are pandering constantly to people in case we upset somebody with, with what is basic language. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of people take exception when you talk about pronouns like the they and the them, which is, sing- you know, plural versus singular, which is just grammatically incorrect. Right. And that's where a lot of the um, more conservative or anti-trans kind of elements, especially in my country, uh, take exception to it. I, and I, I understand and I take Jenna's point about romanticizing uh, a, a pathology, right, and pathologizing our children. But I do think there's a different conversation. And I think this is a bit of the canary in the coal mine, which is that the way that society has worked up until now is that it's it's um, segregated. And with the rise of like feminism, all these different things, you're starting to see those segregations fall away. And I believe that gender rights and gender definitions and giving children and adults and people in general and society the space to express in the way that they want without um, stigmatizing it is a benefit and it is a good lesson to teach all children just like we would do with any kind of people of any kind of ability without romanticizing it and I think there's a way that education can do that. I'll, I'll come to the textbooks in a second, Jenna, but is that not a good point? You know, that it's not that we're romanticizing something. We're basically telling people that you need to accept that these, there are other children or there are other people in this world who identify differently. Yeah. Whether you believe that or whether you want to believe that is kind of irrelevant, but you must respect it. Yeah, yeah I think respect and forcing belief are two different things. You know, um, I know there was an event that we recently uh, did outside the Department of Education And there was a young boy who came up to us and heard us speaking about the curriculum and we were talking about the things that we don't consent with. And he said, I was expelled from school. He said, I'm Muslim. I was expelled from a school in Dublin because I wouldn't address a girl by her pronouns who was going through a a social transition. He said, it's against my religious beliefs and he was expelled from school. We also have seen a teacher in Ireland, Enoch Burke, who would not go into the pronoun fantasy or or that and there's one thing between respecting people and I always hear when I give speeches outside at different assemblies or on on the news shows is people say well we want rights and you know I've done events and I've had people come up and shout at me spit at me pour water on my head and say trans rights are human rights and I say we all have human rights but please tell me what rights do you not have I want to protect childhood and not plant the seeds of doubt in the young children's minds that isn't taking away your rights. So it's a very inverted approach when people say, you're taking away my rights, you're speaking with hate, you're phobic. No, I'm not. I'm just simply saying we should not be teaching children their biological sex can be changed. But, because, here, but, but here's the thing, you know, in relation to some of the literature, and I've heard you read it out on radio, which was quite entertaining recently, by the way, yes. uh, on national radio. <laughs> um, not, uh, for my, pe- not my proudest moment. <laughs> yeah. But, but that, mind but you, the hypocrisy. Joe, Joe, Duffy's, they, I, Joe Duffy's little sidekick voucher Hayes uh, it, it, it showed him for the hypocrite he was that day okay well yeah because he was saying that it wasn't offensive but yet he wouldn't let you read out the words on the radio in the middle of the day in case children heard it which was quite ironic uh, but some of the words that you read out that day but now that was from uh, the book of course I am gay which is now not in the curriculum and, and I know you have a copy of that there which is the famous one everyone talks about now this book is gay sorry 
and, and that particular book contains quite graphic images, quite graphic explanations, and there was a suggestion that was going to be used in the curriculum. But that is, to, to clarify, it's not being used. And actually, I have a clip here, by the way, of Senator Sharon Keoghan when she talked about that particular book. And have a quick listen to this, both of you, if you can. You may uh, have seen some of the work done last month by the Irish Women's Lobby, who took a deep dive into some of the reading material that's been recommended by school children by the NCCA, the National Council for Curriculum and Assessment. While many books seemed innocent and helpful enough, a few other entries jumped out, notably one book which offers detailed instruction on manually bringing men to sexual climates, anal sex and oral sex, with accompanying childish cartoons. The book this book is gay, is written by James Dawson, is aimed at the junior cycle and informs children as young as 12 that perhaps the most important skill you will master as a gay or bi man is the timeless classic, the hand job. Now, I, I don't, uh, with, with respect, Clarity, thankfully that book has, is now not in the junior cycle. I, I'm, I'm aware now that it's not. But that certainly, Clarity, wouldn't be appropriate for 14-year-olds. Or are you going to say it is because they're reading this in porn anyway? That's what I'm going to say. As basically, there's a fine line. I would say that's probably even a bit too extreme for 14-year-olds. But by the time that children are 16 years old, 90% of them have seen porn. And if we do not teach them, if parents do not teach them, if school systems do not teach them, porn will. And they, porn is a terrible teacher. Porn is to real sex as action movies are to real life. And they shouldn't be taken as such. And it is important that education or, or parents or the community enforce this message to children. And so going into detail, there was a quote from one of the other TDs who's reading a segment and it was talking about anal fisting or something like that. That's in, right. That's in, in that context. book too. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's book sex by, uh, the book on this is sex by, uh, Nicole Mayshear. So yeah, I have all the books here on my phone. Uh, and that contains away. references to anal fisting. Yes. It does. Yes, it does. I yes. mean, that, that's yeah, completely inappropriate. That. I, I believe for anybody under the age of 18, don't mind a school child. Well, I, I, well, I think that's worth talking about with pro secondary school children. And what? Anal fisting? We'll see... You'll see things like what this. Context? Don't do this in real life. You'll do this in real life. And I mean, look, for instance, like I'll just go back to my analogy. Action movies are to real life what porn is to actual sex, right? And in order to teach kids who are already going to try and do these things. So if you look at TikTok, you see kids doing dumb things, jumping off buildings, you know, trying to do act like make their own versions of action movies. And the same way we have to tell them, don't do that is the same reason why we have to say anal fisting. Don't, you know, snog your girlfriend and try and shove your hand up her ass. Like it's, it's crazy that we have to have those conversations, but we do. And that is the information that's available to them. And I think there's a way, a delicate diplomatic way and also to incorporate parents into that educational process but i do think it's worth having those difficult conversations because they're already seeing it it's unfortunate well okay well, let, let's let's go back just to jenna in relation to that i mean yeah. the argument is look but don't get me wrong and people know my position on this if they were my children i wouldn't be happy that they'd be learning i'd be opting them out of that kind of stuff i know clarity hates me for that but anyway but but it's saying jenna i mean the, there is an argument and the, and the counter argument clearly by clarity is 
that we have seen research recently that children as young as nine years of age are looking at porn on smartphones. So, you know, by allowing them to do that unquestioned, unchallenged, and as Clarity said, you know, it's all right to bend your girlfriend over and do whatever you want with your fist, that we need to tell them that's not right. That's not what you should be doing. We need to be talking about the dangers of doing things like that or talk about proper sexual education and intimacy, you know, to a child over the age of 12. It's not going to do them any harm. Yeah, I think um, there's a there's a difference between a safe sex education and then these this type of education, which I believe are bringing adult fetishes into children's eyes. Adult fetishes from from this book and about fifteen other books we've looked at. Those fetishes like fisting, anal sex, all, all of those things shouldn't be taught to children. What I believe should be taught to children in the school curriculum is that pornography is out there. You may or may not have seen it on your tablet. Uh, if you see it, pornography is not real sex. It is not healthy sex. It is dangerous and it results in crimes against, particularly against women. So teaching them that it's out there and it's bad, but then peeling it back and saying, okay, so what is a healthy sexual relationship? And a healthy relationship is one of mutual respect between two people. It's loving. Explain what you what okay. sex really is, yeah? Uh, it, another thing in our leaflet that we, we, we are concerned with is we put that uh, sexualizing children from a young age in the new curriculum, it promotes sex for pleasure. So in the new curriculum, it's basically saying that as long as you have consent, it's okay. And it's all about pleasure and it's highly sexually explicit. Is there anything wrong with saying that sexual, sex is pleasure? It's not just for reproduction. Is there anything wrong with saying that to a, to a child um, of 14 years of age? It has to be balanced. I think, you know, the, the new education program we've looked at from the going into schools is too highly sexually explicit. Okay. It's too much about all about the pleasure, all about the consent. So as long as you consent, you can go off and, and do it. And, and it's great. It doesn't really build the healthy foundation for what a healthy sexual okay. relationship Let's is. Let's move back if I can, because I, I want to go back in the next two or three years, uh, probably sooner, actually. They will be implementing uh, the new sex education bill um, and social and health bill into primary school as well. The changes to that will be they will talk about the things that they will be talking about in secondary school, but they say in an age-appropriate fashion. But again, they talk about the gender normative and removing gender normative when we're talking about five- and seven-year-olds. So, Clarity, I'll come to you first. I have, a, If I had a five-year-old, I don't want their head filled with what I believe is incorrect, that there's, you know, 150 genders or whatever it is today. I'm not too sure. That keeps, <laughs> it changes on a daily basis. It as might be as, 200 genders tomorrow. If we keep yeah, as far as, I, as far as I'm concerned, and that's just me, maybe I'm an old fuddy-duddy, there's two genders, male and female. And so I don't want my child's head filled with any kind of notions uh, that's happening. So is it acceptable that I just opt my child out so? I mean... Parents always have the opt-out right. So if any of these educational initiatives that are coming in, it's my understanding that at least one week, if not two weeks prior, they have a parent-teacher council, they review the syllabus, they circulate at homes, and parents always have an opt-out right. Parents should always have an opt-out right, obviously. 
Like that should always be the case. I've never heard of that not being the case. I've never heard about people covertly educating, providing sex education or gender Look at your own, look at your own. I mean, with respect, Clarity, look at the country you're born in. (laughs) I mean, you have now situations there and in Canada where kids are going to school teachers at the age of 11 and 12 claiming that they're transgender and them not even telling their parents and the teachers not telling their parents. And that is allowed by law. They're also allowed to take puberty blockers in some states States in America, they've been banned now in many states in yeah. America, uh, without even consenting with yeah. parents. I mean, that's bonkers. Yeah. It is bonkers. Puberty blockers are being promoted in our library under a book. I just did an interview uh, with a nurse here in Ireland. There's a book called The Trans Teen Survival Guide here. It has the little healthy Ireland sticker. And this book, we, we wrote to the county councils, we wrote to children's ombudsmen, TDs, everybody dismissed us, even the Garda Shiakana, because it's a safeguarding issue. One of the nurses, Natalie, in our Natural Women's Council called a meeting with HPRA and said, do you realize this book in the age 12 section of the library is teaching children how to order puberty blockers online and inject themselves? How to inject a drug you order online. That's completely unsafe. So HPRA is actually doing a formal investigation. The doctor was absolutely shocked. And one point I think is really important to make for all of the parents who are listening here is if I were to ask both of you, what would you define for age as young adult? Me? I I, I would say young adult is 17, 18 years of age. Clary, what would you define as I would say the same. Yeah, I would say probably 14 onward, probably secondary school. 14 as an adult? Would you say 14 as an adult? No, as a young adult, like as a teen. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. so the word adult to me says young adult. uh, The age of consent in Ireland is 17. So young Mm. adult, really, when you speak of an adult, an adult should be not a minor. Minor is a child. An adult is 18 and over. In our libraries in Ireland, the books in the young adult section are for age 12 to 17. And I have emails from the library to confirm that. So this is a complete makey uppy term to say that age young adult in Ireland is 12 to 17. Age 12 is not an adult, not a young no, adult, not no. an old adult. In, in an any adult man's adult. terms, it's not a young adult. No. I, I think we'd all accept even 16 at a minimum uh, where somebody would have the maturity and the logic to have a level of understanding. But getting back to primary school, um, you don't yeah. accept, Jana, that, you know, a child at six years of age should be told that there's, you know, a hundred and whatever it is, genders. Um, and that, and to normalize that, because the argument for that is that we have to teach children at a young age to be accepting of other people's identities. Absolutely. Have you seen the WHO Standards of Sexuality document, Clarity? You may have seen that as a sex educator. Uh, yeah. On this document, Niall, it's even worse than the age you quoted. So this teaches age nine, age nine to 12. So this will be the primary school children about their first sexual experience, different types of contraception, uh, gender orientation. So my question is why would the WHO, the World Health Organization, and why would Ireland support a document like this talking to age nine about their first sexual experience? Age nine children should not be having sex. I can take this one actually. It's because the risk, because when little girls are starting to menstruate at nine, the risk is real. And so th- this is why I'm such a huge advocate of bringing sex education, age appropriate, targeted, vetted by parents, vetted by the school district that is targeted towards young people is because the earlier you get in front of it, the less likely kids are to be preyed on by predators on the internet. The more you get in front of it, the less likely they are to have STIs, unintended pregnancies, etc. as they enter into their teenage or as they hit the age of puberty. So 
having the conversation before it's a problem versus after. And this is what I constantly, I don't disagree with you, Jenna, on so much of what you say, except to say they're already seeing it. You sound like an excellent parent. I wish there were more parents like you. I wish there were more parents having these educated conversations with their parents, their children. The fact is that that's not the case. It unfortunately, it grieves me to say that that's so. And so my, my advocacy in this space is always to bring the conversation forward so that we get in front of it so that we don't have the conversation after the kids are injecting themselves with hormones as teenagers, which by the way, I disagree with without supervision and medical or parental or otherwise. I disagree with kids seeing pornography at a young age because it's not you, an but, education. But sorry, Clara, if you people have that him. conversation. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Do, sorry, just in relation to those beauty blockers, do you agree that a child should get at any any age, even with parental supervision or a doctor's supervision, do you think children at 13 years of age or 12 years of age should be t- taking puberty blockers? Which are, no, which are irreversible, I, irreversible no. drugs in many cases. No, I don't. I think there's, there's I, what I, I, I mentioned this before. As we see rises of other types of gender identities, gender fluid, gender non-binary. In other words, as it becomes safe for people to not exist as men or women in the world. The, the less I think you'll see that drop. It's the reason why I'm such a huge advocate of a kind of gender fluidity or other des- descriptions of gender because teenagers are idiots. I hang out with teenagers. I like work in mentorship programs with them and after school programs. It, and they're wonderful, but they're idiots. Their brains, their prefrontal cortex is not fully developed. So we don't want long lasting decisions to be made at that age. And when we allow safe spaces to be created for alternative gender identities that are non- uh, let's say non-committal, where they don't have to live that way for the rest of their lives, where they can like leave room for expression or but, interpretation. But, they can be either but, or. But Sharon Kilgan spoke that, to us two weeks ago, and she said that the uh, the safeguarding team, I think in Tusla, she was referring to, um, will remove a child and have, as far as she's concerned, she has evidence that they've removed a child from a family because the parents wouldn't affirm the child's new gender. I mean, that's outrageous. We're getting like Canada now. It's getting outrageous. I mean, who are the guardians of children? Is it the government or is the parents? And this is the problem, right? So in the United States, we have this designation, which is called a mandated reporter. So teachers are mandated reporters. uh, Child psychiatrists are mandated reporters. Lots of different people who work with children in different capacities, which means that if they feel like the child's well-being is unfair, like so if they're in a domestic violence situation and they feel like the child is being physically harmed, by law, they have to circumvent the parents and go directly to the law, right? We We want that to be the case. What's happening now with gender identity and sexual orientation and all these different things is the parents, uh, excuse me, teachers are making the determination that if the parents are informed, it will pose a viable threat to the child. And therefore, they what's the viable threat that the parents don't agree and turn around and say, you're not a girl, you're a boy, get over or or that they or that they beat them or disown them like Ah. it's, it's physical threat. It's physical threat, I, I, right? Just, it's just actual, because a parent doesn't threat, want like, to, well, just because a parent doesn't want to affirm a child's new gender and believes maybe their own child is confused and wants to support them and help them, but doesn't want to affirm their gender, doesn't mean they're they're a threat to their children. I mean, because that yeah. would be the case in many cases. It's just parents saying, "Listen, I don't accept that you're not what you claim you are," uh, and I think you right. know we can get you a little bit of help, a little bit of support. We love you, but listen, you're a boy, and that's it. You know, I mean, and there yeah. are parents out there who feel that way. And I believe those parents have a right to, to look after and have guardianship over their own children and make decisions, consensual decisions for their own children, because that's their job. 
You might not agree yeah. with her decisions, but that's their job. As a, as a parent, as a mother, Niall, I would agree that it's really the, the I believe there's some overreach from the government, the Department of Education, particularly here in Ireland. There's overreach and overstepping across the boundary between what is the parent's job to raise the child versus the government. And I do not co-parent with O'Gorman, Foley or anyone in the government. I'm my child's mother and I will raise my children with the right morals and values that I, as their mother, decide to raise them. Now, of course, I've had parents ask me well what do you do if your child is confused and my answer is well first of all we should really we need to start from from the, the right foundation teach a child an adult as well to love the body they're born in to love themselves if they're confused you could give them love support involve experts if needed but in, in no way should a school or the government be allowed to socially transition okay. by my child i believe from what i saw in the news now we know the news isn't always accurate but the the child that enoch burke refused to pronoun the parents i understand didn't even know it was their child i, I think i think it was parent by the way um, i'm not too sure but i don't want to get into that case because obviously that's still going back to appeal yeah. to court so, anyway so, so we need, the schools we need to... aren't even going to tell me if my child wants a social transition they're not going to tell me there's schools in the u.s who have given children chest binders uh, and these are Irreversible. Okay. And, and, and we're seeing all across America go woke, go yeah. broke. Bud Light and Target have seen that themselves. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, just uh, finally, Clarity, uh, I, I'll come to you because I have to wrap, wrap this up and go to some callers. Clarity, yep. the new sex education bill, you agree with it clearly. Is there any aspects of it that you don't agree with? So I think um, I would like to see more involvement of parents, actually. And what that means is like coordinated. So clear definitions of opt-out which transparency on. transparency 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 yes i'd like to see a bit more transparency about engaging with parents i would like to see um you know syllabi circulated in advance and pre prior to the semester and i'd like to see that dialogue between parents and the school um increase actually i think that's actually the key to success for all of us and you want to see more shows like this side. talk about it in a balanced way as well <laughs> more show, more radio shows and more TV shows talk about it in a balanced way instead of pretending that it's not actually happening. Uh, finally, just, yes. just a, a final word to you as well, Jana, if I can. Yep. Sorry, just, yeah. Um I'd like to just I get I get dozens of emails daily that I read every single night before I go to bed from different mothers and fathers feeling a bit helpless on what can we do if we don't consent to this. And I just would like to add, the last couple of words I want to say is what mothers and fathers can do. So there's two campaign, three campaigns we're running at the moment. The first, they're, they're all on IrishEducationAlliance.com, ParentsRightsAlliance.com or follow Lawyers for Justice Ireland on Facebook and Twitter. They can write a letter to their school principal to opt their child out of this education if they don't uh, support it they can they should write to the board of management and we have both of those letter templates they can copy paste in an email and send it takes two minutes we've also got 140,000 of these flyers out onto the streets to mothers and fathers there's also a little tear-off postcard to send into to put a lot of work into this I, I can tell yeah a lot of work <laughs> I, I don't I, I need to sleep more these days but this this has really all the facts you know we're not telling a mommy and daddy what to do my organization, the Natural Women's Council, is saying, here's all the information. You read it yourself. You do your own research and make your own decision as the mother and father. So opt your children out if you wish. Write to the Board of Management and anyone who wants leaflets. I have a hub in every single county in Ireland. I've sent thousands of these to every county. People can get the flyers out to the mothers and fathers at the school gate so they can make the most informed decision okay. that's best for their own child.
Listen, thank you very much indeed. Clarity Mills, a sex educator. Although it always sounds odd. And by the way, Clarity, I hope uh, your, the pollen count reduces. I can see your hay fever <laughs> is, getting, is getting you down there. And thank you very thank much you. indeed as well, Jana London, who's the founder of the Natural Women's, Natural Women's Council of Ireland. Listen, thank you very much to you both. And I appreciate you coming on the air and talking to us today. Uh, all right, we want to take some of your calls as well. We want to know what you think, by the way, and how you feel about your children. You can text or WhatsApp at 85 100 2255. That's 085 100 2255. I'll read out some of your messages in a minute, but I want to go to some of our callers. We've been waiting a while. James, uh, you're on the, Nas- the, the National Women's Council. I was going to say, you're, you're on the Nile Boiling Podcast. Hey, James. Hi, afternoon, T. Nile. Good afternoon, James. You've been listening to what I thought was a reasonably balanced debate there in relation to it. Mind you, the person, Clarity, I thought disagreed with some of it as well. So, are we gone too far with this sex education bit? Yeah, actually, Niall, it was, it was actually excellent to listen to both ladies, uh, especially to Jenna there. Um, you know, we have gone too far, Niall. Uh, I'll give you an example. As you know, Niall, I've got three young children. Uh, I have an 11-year-old boy, and I've got 14 and 15-year-old daughters. So, um, you know, we we have had the chat with all three of the children. We've explained to them about how things work and stuff like that. So, you know, um, my son's school recently had somebody come out from the, the HSA to speak to the boys about, you know, about puberty and, and how, you know, the boys will change. And it was just about the boys. It was, there was no mention of anything, anything else, you know, any of these so-called 25 million genders that we hear about every single day. You know, it was basically about, right, you're now 11, coming 12. Yeah, you're going to have these changes in your body. This is perfectly normal. This is perfectly natural. But we were informed of it. And I have no problem with, with that, you know. But when the, if, if schools start to venture into this whole thing of, well, you know, you're 14 now. If you want and you're a boy and you don't feel like a boy, you, you can become a girl. That's okay. We'll help you do that and stuff. So I'd be absolutely dead against that. And I would. Well, I, I, you know, I, 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 th- I think most parents would be dead, dead set against the idea of encouraging children. But I suppose yeah. the argument to the education is is that they're saying that, you know, well, some boys and girls may not want to be a boy or a girl anymore. They may want to be the opposite gender. And you should respect that. And if they want you to call them a they or a he or a z or whatever it is, not that I would refer to anybody as a plural name, by the way, um, well, then you should respect that too. Do you accept that that's, that should be the way it is? No, I don't. And that's been absolutely 100% straight. Would you I refer don't. to somebody as a they? No, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. And that's, and that's no, just been no, 100% honest. No, no, I'm not calling call you anything. I wouldn't call somebody a day. No, but no, no. If someone if someone classifies that as transphobic, I don't care. I actually don't care. The simple fact is this, not, and as you has expressed it earlier on, there's two genders, and then we get the odd intersex thrown in, which is point 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 one percent of of the world. I, I don't know the actual statistic, this but it is quite small. Yes. The, this whole thing, Niall, is in people's heads. That's all it is. It's, it's, it's the fad. Like, what's going to happen is all these people, like all videos for some like, people you've seen on the likes of Billboard Chris, all these guys who come up to him who are 19, 20, 21, 22, who are all in college, coming up challenging him. And when he challenges them back, very civilly, they all scream and shout and they run away. In 10 years' time, when all them guys are sofa surfing and working in Burger King and they see these videos doing the rounds, they're going to go, my God, what was I like 10, 15 years ago? These people are, who are all of, the, all of this trans rights movement stuff, 
they'll look at this in 10 years' time and go, my God. And even, Niall, if you, if you take, we're in pride now at the moment, right? Mm. The gay community, the lesbian community and the bisexual community want nothing to do with the rest of this. Well, no, I won't, they, I won't, you wouldn't like say everything, but there is, there is a trend going on Twitter, LGBT um, doesn't want T or LGBT. Q doesn't want T or something like that. So they're trying to no, distance it's themselves. LGB doesn't, well, t- doesn't want basically t- the rest of the alphabet. They don't, Niall, because what has happened is gay people have fought for rights over the last 30 years. You know what I mean? Well, right, trans right will right argue they're fighting for the same to. rights. They, they'll argue they're fighting no, they're for the not, same rights. No, they're not, Niall. They're not, Niall. It's all in their head. You know what I mean? Like this, this thing of the, this also the saying that people throw out, trans rights are human rights. Everybody has human rights, Niall. No, no, nobody that's so-called trans is any special. And if you ask most people who claim to be trans or these allies of trans, if you say to them, what rights, supposed rights, do trans people have that me, James, as a, a straight man, what rights do you have that I don't have or vice versa? And they'll just look at you blank, Niall. Uh, well, um, uh, 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 that's all they'll do. And they'll walk away and call you a trans Okay, but, but is it? Because, okay, but, but hang on. Let me just get back to the education before I come to Karen. And um, when we talk about education, so the new education bill is for ju- junior cycle only at the moment. But of course, there will be they will be adapting uh, education as well for primary school within the next two years. They probably, mind you, will start in September to some degree as well. Uh, the curriculum and changing the syllabus. But I mean, do you, it hasn't been updated since nineteen eighty nine. Times move on, James. And I'm, I'm not suggesting, by the way, I would agree with most of what's in it, but it does have to change. Maybe it has to be slightly modernised, Niall. I'll agree with that. Maybe we need to teach, you know, boys that there are boys that fancy boys. We need to teach girls that they're girls that fancy girls. They're called gay people, Niall. They've always been there. They always will be there. And we should always support gay people, Niall. Someone like, if I was a gay man and I loved a gay man, that makes me a gay man. You know, the same with a woman. What we need to do is support our gay relatives, our gay family, our gay friends. That's what we need to support. None of this, because that is biological. They don't, like a gay person doesn't wake up at the age of 14 and say, you know what, I think I'll just turn gay. It sounds like a bit of crack. They know from the age of generally 10 it's or se- No, it's a gay. biological, it's a sexual orientation. Yes. Exactly, Niall. It's biological. It's attraction, it's physical science. attraction. Yes. It's science, right? They're physically, a gay man is physically attracted to a gay man. A gay woman is physically attracted to a gay woman. Bisexual swings both ways. They're the three, right? This this whole stuff, and you can probably tell, I don't I don't go for this whole trans trans stuff and all these other non-binary two spirit. All this, it's all in people's head. Most of it, Nile, is just people looking for attention. Okay. Look at me, I'm different. No okay, so we'll, stay, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Karen. Karen, how are you doing on the Nightballing Podcast? There I'm you go, night. Karen. Faris James concerned, it's I'm all good. in people's head. They're just looking for attention. We shouldn't be teaching to children in schools. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with everything that he said. Oh, um, okay. I've spoken to you before about, you know, my kids, and I've one particularly who's very inquisitive and asks a lot of questions about a lot of different things and, you know, asks where babies come from, and she's nearly six. And she's not one that you can just fob off and tell her a little, you know, lovely fairy story she wants the truth she knows that it's not just you know the stork comes with a baby so i i have explained it to her at an age appropriate level and you know as a parent as her mother that's my job and it starts with me and her dad and the same with my other kids it starts at home and it starts with us answering their questions as honestly as we can you know for their age 
but there are certain things. But okay, so, okay. So let, let's say let's say one of your children um, comes to you at say eight years of age. Just say eight, because that's a kind mm-hmm. of age where they get really inquisitive, right? And they say, yeah. you know, mommy, th- there's a boy around the corner says he's a girl, uh, and he dresses like a girl, and he wants us to call us by a girl's name, but he's a boy. What'll I do, mommy? What are you going to say, Karen? Um. Well, I suppose you. Is he you a know. boy, mommy? No, he's not a boy, but if he wants you to call him the girl's name and if he wants to dress like a girl, you have to respect that. But he mm. was born a boy. Okay, so but would you, would you tell your child to respect him, respect her as a, as a girl? I would tell to respect him as, as a girl, but that, yes, they are a boy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because you're born a boy or you're born a girl. And that's the way... You're going to die a boy. You're going to die a girl. Absolutely. When they dig you up in a thousand years, no they know exactly what gender you are. Sorry, James, would you agree you know, with it that? Is, it is a fad at the minute. I would agree with James in that this is a fad. It's a trend. And they're all jumping on the bandwagon. It was the same when everyone was a vegetarian and everyone was a vegan. You know, it's, it's a trend. It is. And all these young, impressionable children are being sucked into this trend. And it's very, very sad. James, if if one of your children came home from school and said, you know, uh, and I, I'm thinking of age between 8 and 12 somewhere, you know, and said, you know, one of the kids in the class had changed gender and they're now wearing a dress and they used to be a boy and they want me to call them Mary. What would you say to your child? I tell them to tell the child to cop themselves on. And I have, Niall, because and I'll actually push it into my older children. Um, my oldest child, um, one but of the girls turned... Does that, does that achieve, but does that achieve anything? Because, re, because Niall, well, here's the thing, okay. Niall. No, look, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not into pretending either. As far as I'm concerned, if you're born a boy, you're a boy. If you're born a girl, you're a girl. Right? That's fine. But in the situation of the, the, that I've just explained to both of you, to turn around, as Karen said, and, and say to respect, I probably, actually, I wouldn't do what either one of you have just suggested. I would just say, well, I, would just, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't refer to them as anything. Because I'm not going to play games with somebody either. But I certainly, James, I don't think I would be saying to tell the person to cop themselves on because that's not going to achieve anything either, is it? It's called now bringing people into reality. And people should not... Tell 12 year olds And especially with parents now. Parents should not indulge. Like, you know, when I was a child, I wanted to be Superman. Like, my father didn't take me up to the top of the building and say, here you go, son, I'll teach you how to fly. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, you don't indulge stupid things. And see, what this is... But, but we're li- yeah, but we live in a world, James, and I, I agree with a lot of what you say, and I also agree with a lot of what Karen is saying too, but we do live in a world... Whether whether you like it or not, or you agree with it or not, or you think it's delusional, it exists, and there are kids well, for whatever exist, reason. Niall, because, oh, okay. Niall, Niall, it shouldn't exist because it's all what this is. Not as I was saying, this is all people sacrificing their children at the altar of woke. They want to be more woke than and pardon and pardon upon Karen. I apologise to the other Karen on the other line. That <laughs> they want to be more more woke than the other Karen. Again, Karen, I apologise. <laughs> this is all this is, Niall. This is all Don't about be insulting the Karens things. of this world, all right? I know, and you're... Yeah. And you're My Karen, Karen won't be happy at all. Karen, yeah, no, yeah. The simple, no, the simple fact is this, and I let, let me use an example, right, of my oldest daughter who's 15, right? There's a girl in her class who goes around and keeps telling everybody that she's bi, okay? So I says to my daughter, um, does she have a boyfriend? Well, no. Does she have a girlfriend? Well, no. Has she ever kissed a boy? Well, yeah. Has she ever kissed a girl? Well, no. Well, then she's straight, Georgia. Stop indulging her in this fantasy because that's all it is 
Okay, well, 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 hang on, hang on. Karen, Karen, well, hang on. I have two other people to go to as well. But, like, but Karen, do, do you accept yeah. what James is saying? He doesn't want to indulge his children in what he believes is a fantasy. No, and I do. I look, I do get get that. And if 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 my child if my child was in their teens, then I'd definitely be like, you know, I I don't agree with that. I don't think she's now a he or he's now a she. But if it's an eight year old and their friend decides that, oh, I I'm I was a boy and now I want to be a girl. You know, see, I mean, in the old days, if you, in the old days, if your daughter came to, or if your son came to you and says, Dad, I want to be a girl at the age of nine, you'd say, Shut up and play with your action man. You know, so that, yeah. <laughs> that was the way it was in my day. I don't think it did us any harm. <laughs> do, you, do you understand? No, and there, and there were girls who were either. tomboys. There were girls who were tomboys. And if if we, for all those girls who were tomboys, and we only spoke to one recently who's a, she's actually a psychiatrist now, and she said to us that. She was a tomboy. She wanted to be a boy. She had two older brothers. She used to hang around with them and all their mates. She played ga. She did boy things. She swung out of trees. She climbed fences. She played with action men. And she said, if we lived in the world we live in now, I would have been convinced to take puberty blockers. I would have been convinced I was actually a boy. And I would have probably went down the road of transition. She said, when I got to 17 years of age, I embraced my femininity again. And she said, I'm changed. I'm now married with three children. So what I'm saying to you is we need to give children time. You know, and James is right yeah. in a silly kind of way. He wanted to be Superman. I wanted to be the Hulk, by the way. Um, my father didn't spray me green and, you know, he's pumped me full of steroids. But so in other words, <laughs> children have fantasies, you know, and they do fantasize, you know, and, and saying that they want to be a boy might just mean I want to be like the boys. I want to be like my brother. I want to play ga. I want to do all the things that boys do. And by the way, I fancy girls as well. So maybe they're lesbian. Do you understand what I'm saying? So in other words, when you... Mm, in, yeah, but, no, no, but if I you think. indulge in the fantasy, you could encourage it. That's the point James is making, sorry. Yeah, no, and I do understand that. And like that, you know, if you have a girl and she decides she wants to be hanging around with the lads and she wants to wear the latest football gear because that's what all the lads are wearing. I, I don't have a problem with no, that. The same way as I don't fine. have a problem with any of my boys dressing up if they decide oh well I want to dress as Elsa you know I would try and discourage them going out of the house like that or be their friends like that because that's only going to lead to one thing sadly yes yeah yeah it is it is and I don't want that for them um you know but at home I don't have a problem with that because all they're doing is dressing up and make believe okay well well, well, do me a favor sorry Karen just stay there for a second let me go to Graeme as well Graeme how are you doing not too bad, knowing yourself. Good. Uh, Graeme, you're on the Nile Boiling Podcast. Now, Graeme, you say it's the parents' job only and the schools should have feck all to do with it. 100%. They should have no and, business. And I would, agree, I would agree with you if we were all good parents, but sadly, we're not all good parents. Yeah, I, un- I understand all of that. But basically, what they're trying to introduce is not sex education. It's an ideology which is not based on biological facts. I mean, like, People who want to start waking up now and realise this is all just, again, a fad, a con, another scamdemic coming their way, like, it's a joke. Well, for a lot of people, it's not a joke. It's reality of life. Well, it's reality of life. But, I mean, I'd like to identify as a billionaire, but unfortunately, that's not the way the world works. Yeah. So... You yeah. know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, identifying, I'm identifying tomorrow as a lotto winner, by the way, can I just point out. But, but I understand yeah, the point you're making, that. but here's the thing. See, the argument is, and I'm just giving you the counter-arguments, obviously, because I, it's very difficult for us to ever find people who agree with this, which makes me blindly wonder why we go down these roads. But um, the argument is, is that many children in this world are confused, if you want to call it confused, about their gender. 
and they need to be supported. And that when we teach young children that little Johnny or little Mary is confused about their gender and identifies differently, that we're teaching them not to be judgmental. Yeah, but a parent teaches that anyway. A school should have no point in getting involved in it, basically. I think it's just absolute madness. I don't understand how it affects such a little percentage of the world that it's been rammed down our throat at, fucking Jesus, on every television, everything you, you look at, it's there. I mean, like, why is this so popular all of a sudden? That's what you've got to ask yourself first and foremost, like. Well, when, when you say so popular, well, I, I suppose it's a case of, it's a very difficult question to answer, but it's a social contagion to some degree, but it's also a situation where people who've always had that confusion now believe that it's acceptable to say it. Whereas it wasn't acceptable before. If you go back 20 years ago and you had to turn around and said, you know, at 14 years of age, I want to be a girl, people would have just said, shut up. You're mad. Whereas now people say, well, we understand you. We appreciate it. Yeah, but before there was actually medical reasons for it, whereas now you can identify to be whatever you want, a cat or a dog or anything. To be quite honest, if my daughter came home now saying that to me, like I'd be sitting her down telling her exactly the only reason you're here is because of mom and dad. Plain and simple. There's no other way around it. If it wasn't for mom and dad, you would not be here. So if, so oh. if, your, if your daughter came home and said, at say 12 or 13 years of age, Dad, I, I, I feel like I, I want to identify as a boy. Yeah, I tell her that it's absolutely impossible. You cannot be a boy. You were not born a boy. You never will be a boy. You're my beautiful girl, and that's the way you will always be. And this brainwashing for kids. Is it, but is that, support, is, that, is that supporting your child? It's telling my child the truth. It's telling my child how it is in the real world. This, you can be whatever you want to be, is absolute nonsense. 90%, I, I hope, of Ireland think the exact same if they have kids and if they don't, Jesus. Well, well certainly 90% I of the callers I have on today are saying the same thing. Okay, we'll stay, we'll stay there for a second because uh, I'll say what we can too because I want to go to uh, Malachi as well. Malachi, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Bottom Podcast. Good evening to you, Malachi. Good afternoon to you, Malachi. Good afternoon, Nile. How are you? Uh, sorry about that. Uh, so, Malachi, I'm, I'm listening today and all the texts. I can, I'm going to read out a load of them in a few minutes, Facebook messages. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's the people I attract to my show, I don't know. But nobody seems to agree with it. Nobody seems to think it's the right thing to do. And nobody seems to support it. No, but it's like most policies in this country, Niall. The vast bulk of the people don't agree with what's being pursued. Mm -hmm. When it's in in relation to, for instance, immigration, we see the opinion poll, 75% of the people say they're opposed to government policy. We have this nonsense now of Pride Month, which is a total indoctrination of our children. Oh, and when you and say, now, hang on, when you say, when you say nonsense of Pride Month, look, I, I think I believe some of the stuff that surrounds it is a little bit nonsensical. But I, I don't, I don't have an issue with gay people celebrating the fact that they are now accepted in a world without criminality. And I, well, I don't, I don't even huge issue with that. Hold on, Niall, even, even those. In the, in the gay community itself are opposed to what's now happening with Pride. Well, let, let me just read you something, Niall, because this is about whether parents really have the right to educate their own children, which were constitutionally had the right to do. And I argued during the children's referendum a number of years ago that all these things would come to pass and parents, your child would become the property of the state. And we're seeing that now continually. Let me read you something and then I'll tell you where this came from. 
This month we will be celebrating Pride. Pride is a celebration of people being proud of who they are. The boys will be celebrating what they are proud of, being proud of the family they come from and being proud of things that make us different. We will have many fun events throughout the month to celebrate the differences between people in our world and promote equal rights for us all. Mm. We hope the boys will enjoy this fun month. Now that is in my grandson's school. He's five. And this is what I've been told for this month. That school only caters up to, to six or seven-year-olds, up to fourth class. No child should go into school and be faced with a pride flag. Because while they're talking about being inclusive, they're actually being exclusionary of the majority of people. And there is certainly a contagion effect in this. And there's a, a, this is not about what anybody wants to do. And anybody who, who mutilates a child, in my view should be charged with neglect and children. Well, we don't have, with respect, that's not a debate we should be having in Ireland right now because we don't have gender reassignment for children in Ireland. Well, hold on, we we do, because we have sent over 300 children over to Tavistock. I know, I know, we did did send one child as young as five years of age, which I thought was horrendous. And you pay for it and I pay for it, because it's paid for... Well, it's not being done at the moment, by the way, because Tavistock is gone. No, sorry, sorry, no, Tavistock is not gone yet. I don't think they're, I don't think they're sending children over at the moment. Anyway, I don't think. That's well, no, I, I maybe send a, a, a freedom of information request to the Department of Health, and you'll find that they are sending them, and okay. there's still a fixation about this. But okay. if you look but, at but, okay, but, but let, let me let, hold on. Let me just get back to what we're actually talking about. Which, and I, there's a lot of issues, Maliki. I understand a lot of issues that you want to get off your chest. But in relation to sex education and the education of children in schools, the curriculum, the new curriculum, uh, primarily is for those at junior cert level in September. Um, It will move to primary school in 24-25, obviously in an age-appropriate fashion. Um, It does obviously talk about inclusion. Now, who who determines the age-appropriate fashion? The state. So therefore, a lot of children, children don't mature at the same rate. So the parent is the best, the person best place to determine what is appropriate for. Their I mean, I, Maliki, I, Maliki, I agree with you. I don't want a five-year-old being told, you know, you can change your gender if you want to. But the well, one thing, the one thing I will say, the one thing I will say, the counter argument is, and I'm just giving you the counter argument is, we live in a world where there are children who are non-binary, who change their gender, who are trans, and you know, the last thing we want in society is kids being told. These are not normal people, you know, and you need to, you know, harass them and bully them and call them names because that's not what we want. We no, don't want a judgmental society. We don't allow children to make any other decisions on our life. We but don't you, allow. You're them not to, answering no, what I'm saying to, to you. Hold on, I am. I'm coming to the answer. But yet, we're we're going to say that a child at five or six years of age can decide that they want to be a different gender. There are only two genders, Niall: male and female, and it doesn't matter what the woke liberals say. And this is all part of a um, Marxist, Marxist cultural attack on society. And, you know, people need to, to, to wake up and see what's happening. And how is it that those of us who can see all these things happening, you know, are all then painted with the one brush that we're anti-this and we're anti-that? I don't care what any adult does, right? I don't care if somebody over 18 wants to turn themselves into a banana. That's a matter for them. I shouldn't have to pay for it as a taxpayer, right? But we should not be allowing children to change 
under 18. And that's- okay, well, okay, well, hold on. And by the way, that's not the only part of the sex education bill. They talk about talking about other aspects of sex education, including consent, uh, rape, abortion, and many other education, things. Education, well. no. Okay, well, it's, it's not sex education in the normal sense. In that, yes, you, you know, the boards and the bees and all of that. It's about an indoctrination of a particular particular ideology of trans. Okay, but stay there because I want to go. I want to go to Norman as well. And I'm just, to... Let's just make one further point now. Yep. And and the educating of children of such a young age with very graphic sexual activity is about driving down the age of consent. And we know that that right around. We'll even go back to the Greek philosophers. We know that the intention of, of many in the gay movement is to drive down the age of consent. Well, I don't, I don't think it's people in the gay movement, or primarily in the gay movement. It has been suggested by many that we should have the same age of consent as, as the United Kingdom, which is 16. No, it relates particularly to men, older men and younger boys, more so than, than well, I, men. Well I, well, I haven't heard that. I, I don't know where you're getting that particular statistic from, but I, I, I'm not going to completely disagree with you. Norman, how are you doing? You're on uh, the Nile Bowling podcast. Niall, how are you doing? Uh, Norman, sex yourself? education for children. They want to change the bill and make it more informative at an age-appropriate fashion. Um, do you do you agree that sex education is primarily the school's job? Um, I prefer it was the parents' job, to be honest. But um, to, be, to, be, to be fair, uh, like my wife, she's saying she, she took care of sex education for our children, uh, which is probably a good thing. Okay. And... and School education wasn't that great, to be honest with you. So she had to do it, if you know what I mean. Uh, but I do think, failing that, not every parent will give proper sex no, education. No, of course. Or, or some some parents so, are embarrassed by the whole thing and they're not very good communicators with their children. But but do you believe yeah. that a child, say, as young as eight or nine, should be told there's 120 genders, you can be whatever you want to be, LGBT uh, inclusive, um, talk about masturbation maybe at an age-appropriate fashion, talk about childbirth at an age-appropriate fashion. This is something we've never really done in primary school before. Do you, do you believe that should happen? be happening? I, I do, yes. Yeah, you definitely. do? I do, definitely, mm. yeah. And yeah. Why, I think, I think, why do you think that's appropriate? Well, to be honest with you, it would be better I need to ask him my own son and daughter mm. uh, about it because... Like I said, uh, from roughly say five, six, seven, they were kind of made aware of sex and uh, different, yep, you no know, birth and that type of thing. Yeah, there was no, there was and no stock delivering babies. <laughs> no. no, exactly, no, yeah. no. It was the reality. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and about my son and daughter, they have different views on on uh, LGBT or trans mm-hmm. gender and that type of thing, but they they openly discuss and they openly disagree. No, there is. A, I disagree with your previous caller there. I don't know his name was, but he was Maliki. Like, Maliki. Two genders. Maliki. Yeah, the two genders. There isn't two genders. I, I was just uh, reading a book there, Anthropology and Study of Humanity, and they were discussing this uh, uh, hermaphrodite. I think it's called hermaphrodite, yeah. which has uh, both body yeah. parts of male and female. Exactly. Yeah, with the greatest respect, Norman, that is an anomaly in human um, design. It's it's well, it's not a normal part of a child of being born that you would end up with. I mean, there's also intersex no, no. Pe- intersex people. Yeah, it's but that's like that's like people being born. That's like somebody being born with eleven toes. You know what I mean? Do, do you understand what I'm saying? That to be born with both male and female genitalia is unfortunately a problem that happens within childbirth. Yeah, 
But yeah. I, but it's normally sorted out at birth, by the way, by a doctor. Exactly, the majority exactly, of inter- exactly. well, the, well, the majority of intersex people are actually male. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, it's only it's only a small percentage. Okay, of people. Okay, well, well, well I, I think the world accepts that there are hermaphrodites, as they were called before. It's yeah, in, intersex yeah. people. People yeah. accept that, but again, as I said to you, that. They're not male nor female. They're intersex, but the majority would be would have the majority male chromosomes, and according to research, yeah. most would be assigned male at birth because the doctor yeah. would not. I mean, surgery is usually performed at a very young age to correct that. exactly. So, but exactly. I, I, I miss so, the point you're making. Then, it, well, the point I'm making is that the, the, the surgery is carried out at a very young age. So okay, who's to say is that a male or a female? That's already the person was. I mean, I, I don't agree with having trans. Okay, well, leaving leaving aside the anomalies okay. of human reproduction, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they yeah, are okay. anomalies. I mean, the point Malik is making, as far as he's concerned, there are two genders, male and yeah. female. Well, going back to book, there are two genders. Going back to the book, Tony, excuse me. No, 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 no. If you go back to the science, anthropology, and the study, I'll give you. I'll send you Professor Scott Lacey. He's actually discussing the Marfordites, for example. You, 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 you have a huge focus. Uh, by the way, Norman, you can't keep focusing on one thing, which are hermaphrodites or intersex people, because it's a tiny percent of the world's population. I, yeah, okay, let me, let me finish that. But he's talking about there's four factors that determine the person's sexuality, one of them being biological. Now, I can't remember you, but the other three, there was something like exactly, there was some kind of problem. Well, maybe you should try and remember the quote of the thought. Sorry, what? Maybe you should. He said, "Maybe you should try and remember them before you start quoting them." No, no, they, well, no. They, you because can go and look it up yourself. I, I don't have to educate you. No, no, it's not looking up rubbish. You, you, can, you can go. You can go. It's not rubbish. The fact this is, is, there are two genders. Sorry, for the past me. two millennium, there have been two genders. You know, that's a simple fact. You can go with all the political liberalism you want. It is a simple fact that no, there are no. two genders: men and women, male and female. No. You're, you're missing the well, point. What's a woman then? Focus. Tell me what a woman is. You're, what is a woman? You're focused. Well, that depends on, on everybody's. Yeah, it depends well, on your well, version of it, depends well, on my well, version of it. I mean. You, well, with the greatest respect, Norma, there isn't different versions of what a woman is. There is. Of course there is. Okay, well, I can ask you a straight question. And if it's not offensive yeah. to you, right? Can a woman yeah, ha- yeah. Can a woman have a penis? Even Even delaying answering that question is quite bizarre. Can a woman have a penis, Norman? Hello? Yeah, Norman, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, yeah, sure. Yeah, can a woman have a penis? <laughs> well, it, I, I understood, and I'm not a biologist, but I thought the penis was, or sorry, the clitoris. I didn't know you don't. You don't have to be a biologist. It's a form of penis. simple question. <laughs> a clitoris is not a penis, Norman, it's a clitoris. No, it's... It, 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 okay. I'm asking you yeah. a question. Can a woman have a penis? Uh, you're, you're focusing in on, on the biological... Well, you're the, no, hold on. You're the one who come on and start talking about this doctor, that this professor, but talking about the different ways to recognise a gender. I'm asking you a simple... It's a simple no, no, biological no, 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 question. No, 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 no. It was page... No, I think it was page 35 of the biology book when I went to school, the male and female reproductive yeah, systems. Yeah. So, so that biology yeah. book that I had in school with the male and female reproductive systems, that as children we used to giggle at every time the teacher would ask <laughs> us to open the page. Are you telling yeah. me that was all a lie? Yeah. No, no. I'm, if you're focusing totally on uh, on the, a penis or a vagina, uh, of course. Uh, Does a man have a vagina? Have Does a man have a vagina? 
Just answer the question. Well, I don't Noel. have one. I don't think so. I didn't ask you if you had one. I didn't ask, does a man, do male <laughs> human beings have vaginas? Why are you struggling to answer uh, the question, Noel? So. No, you don't think so. No, I'm not. What do you mean you don't think so? No, 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 no. I think you, uh, because the new I think I just think you're from, from the country. You stop. Excuse me, you stop interrupting. I'm trying to answer. <laughs> that's what. That's what. Uh, I'm not trying to answer. You have no answer because you know you know the answer, and you know once you give the correct answer that it defeats your whole argument. Is a woman an adult female, an adult girl, an adult female? Yes or no? I, I think people that feel psychologically. Or mentally, no, answer the question. Male or female? Malachi, Malachi, hang on, Malachi. Let him let him answer the question. Sorry, go ahead, Norman. I, I think. Well, what is? You, you want to answer the question? Go on, go on, Norman. Go on, Norman. Yeah. I think. I think psychologically, your your, your mental, your brain has a fantastic. Uh, Determination on who you are. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, also, also. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, yeah give it up. Do you want? Do you want? Yeah. Okay. So, so you believe. So, what? What you're trying to say to me, Norman, is you are what you feel. Yeah. What you feel. It, it has a strong determination on it. I wouldn't say it's the only thing. You're so, uh, okay. Well, then. How you, but yeah. where, how how far yeah. do you extend that? If I say I feel like a dog, am I a dog? <laughs> I'm not only asking you. You, you just. Thought, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not really, am I? I, 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 I mean, am I a millionaire? Well, I'm not a millionaire, but, but can I pretend to be? Yeah. You know, I mean... Well, most of us, most of us <laughs> pretend. Let's be honest. Most of us are delusional. Stay there for a second. Well, stay there, because I want to go to Maureen as well. Maureen, yeah. how are you doing? Stay there, Maliki. You can call, you can call your Cara Bentley as well. I call me Cara Bentley. Maureen, how are you doing? You're on uh, the Nile Boyle podcast. I have loads of comments to read out. By the way, to all the people listening who are sending in comments, I'm going to read them all out in a second to you, all right? Go ahead. Sorry, Maureen. Uh, good afternoon, Niall. Good afternoon. Yeah, how are you, Maureen? Go ahead. Good afternoon. Yeah. What do you want to say? Okay. Um, no. Um, parents are the primary teachers of their children. Right. And especially when it comes to sex education. But what's coming into the school, Niall, is nothing but pure, raw, unadulterated filth. Filth. Young children have no business learning this crap. And there are two, I don't use the word gender. So, so what age do you, well, what age do you teach either. a child? There are two sexes. There are male and female. Yeah, but what age, Maureen, do you teach a child about sex? You teach a child about sex at appropriate ages. Now, even well, what, Yeah, but what's the appropriate age? What is the appropriate age? You know where babies come from. I would go at um, about seven, going on eight now because of the world we're in. Right. Okay. Okay. And I'd have no problem in teaching my eight-year-old grandson any of it. But I'm certainly, I'm only the grandmother, of course. But if I had children, there's no teacher in any classroom going to fill my child's head with a load of lies. Because they do that, they are actually going against biology. So are we going to end up tearing up all the biology books that we learned down through the centuries? This has been biology since the beginning that humans walked the earth. So yeah. is this all going to be changed because somebody decides, oh, I'm this today and I'm that today and I'm whatever else the hell terms are using. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, of course, and a man some can't people... be a woman and a woman can't be a man and that's the end of the story. 
sorry. Well, uh, go, well, hang on, hang on. Sorry, Norman, go ahead, Norman. What do you want to say? Uh, I understand a person's point of view, but according to some people, the world only existed six thousand years ago, and we didn't descend from apes or whatever. Yeah, well, the they're apes. religious people, aren't then they? Then we know different. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but that was now. Yeah, but that that argument was never based on science, Norman. That argument was a the, that's the theology, uh, that was based on religion. That's the Christianity. That's, a, that's not a that's not uh, those people who believe, by the way, that the world is six thousand years old, or that people are, it wasn't the world. It was that people are only on this planet six thousand years. They're delusional because they're denying science. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so yeah. I'm not going to get into them. that argument. <laughs> Tell them that, you know. Yeah, but but I also... Could, no, no, well, but, then, yeah. well, then equally, could we not all agree that if you're a man, that you can't be a cat? Or yeah. if, you're, if you're broke, you can't pretend to be rich? Yeah. You can't just... It, it, life is not about a feeling. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not saying we that do. we disrespect people either, but life is not about a feeling. You are what you are. But if if you look at the at the radio or sorry the television or whatever, and you don't have hang on, Maureen, hang all, on, Maureen. They're, all, they're all deluded. Mm. They're all de- they all delusional. We're all delusional. We all think we're the greatest civilized people. In the yeah, world. but we yeah, but we get no. called out if 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 I went on radio tomorrow and pretended I was a, you know multi rich and I had a Ferrari which I don't have any of those things, I, I would be called out as being delusional. Sorry, Maureen, what are you trying to say? Very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, I was just going to say very, very quickly, yes. A woman does not have a penis. Neither does a man have a vagina. He certainly doesn't have a womb. He certainly doesn't have ovaries. Anything that a woman has. And to be quite frank and honest, I, for one, as a woman, I don't identify as a woman. I am a woman. And I am fed up of my sex being taken from me and being expected to kowtow to some man in a dress or who believes he's a woman and can enter my space, I am sick of it. And I'm taking my womanhood back. And the man that enters my space is going to be told quite politely to F off out. On that note, I'm going to have to wrap it up. Malachi, Norman, Maureen, and everybody got involved in the conversation. Thank you very much indeed to my two guests as well today, uh, to Jana and also Clarity. Some of the comments, by the way, coming in. Uh, parents not indoctrination from small-minded teachers that are afraid to question their own masters, says Kevin. Um, it's the parents' job to educate them about everything. Schools are an experiment that just don't work. Uh, Lila says, always the parents' responsibility for teaching life lessons. Education system has failed in teaching the basic curriculum for a lot of pupils. And now they want to take on something as big as this? I would say absolutely No. And uh, there's loads of other texts here as well. Just getting on with it on Instagram uh, says, uh, schools have nothing to offer. They did have a place for teaching kids the basics, including maths, until the child was ready for trades. Uh, schools are specified subjects in college. Now they have fooled lazy parents into going along with it. School is a scam. <laughs> and shit lazy parents use it as an excuse to offload their kids while they chase the mortgage payments and drink money uh, or holiday money or whatever it happens to be. Anyway, they'll go on and on and on. The kids are being brainwashed. Uh, and somebody else says, to be honest, I learned about sex through friends and other people that were my age at the time. There is nothing more uncomfortable than being a teenager and an adult speaking to you about sex. Sex education is taught through biology and science. Having specific classes to teach children about homosexual sex is a step too far in my eyes and is essentially only targeting vulnerable and confused teenagers to try to push them towards a particular sexual orientation. Top fan, Alan Sweeney on Facebook. 
All right, loads of messages, by the way, on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page and our Twitter account. Don't forget, by the way, the live stream is up every single day. Every single day. You can watch us live here at 12 o'clock. And after the live stream is finished, we take it down. If you want to then subscribe to our Twitter account, you can watch it immediately on our Twitter account uh, under the subscription. And you can also, by the way, go to our website after about two hours after the show ends. We upload everything onto the website and it's nileboylan.com. That's nileboylan.com. Also, on top of that, you can go to all the usual services, be it Spotify, whatever it happens to be, and you can go there and you can listen back to the audio of anything you want. In relation to today's topic, I think it's really important that we all respect each other. I think it's really important that we don't encourage children to bully other children. But I think it's also equally important that we don't lie to children. I mentioned to Norm in the th- page 39 of the uh, biology book, and I got an A in biology, by the way, in my leaving, sir, can I point out? It's not that long ago. It was only 30, 40 years ago, whatever the hell it was. 1979, I think. And everyone in the class used to giggle at page 39 and page 40 of the biology book because it had these artist impressions and drawings of a penis and a vagina. And clearly at the top of each of those pages was male reproductive system and on the other page, female reproductive system and reproductive organs. Are you telling me now that they were lying to me all along? That they weren't real? That a woman actually does have a penis and a man can have a vagina? Completely untrue. It's not a biological fact We cannot, cannot lie about science. We cannot tell children lies. We must talk to children and tell them to be empathetic of those who may be confused and be empathetic of those who want to trans. If you're 18 and you want to be a woman and you're a man, that's your bag. You fire away and do what you want. It's your body. But if you're a child, we as adults and as parents have a duty to be the guardians of those children and protect them. We have a duty to foster and nurture those children. And we have a duty to make sure that they don't go down the wrong path. If your child comes to you at the age of 12 and they're a girl and they want to be a boy or vice versa, you talk to them about it. You get them help and support if that's what they really need, if they believe they're very confused. And I go back to what I said earlier on about one of the top psychologists in this country who her herself said she wanted to be a boy when she was 13 years of age. She did all the boy things. She played football. She played with action men. She played with other boys. She didn't play with girls. She hung out with boys. She wore boys' clothes. By the time she got to 16, she changed her mind again, and she embraced her femininity. Now she's married with three children. If at that time, back in the 1970s, we had been talking and having these debates in schools and colleges and educating people around the idea that you can transition or change your gender, she could have been convinced to take puberty blockers, which in turn could have been irreversible and determined the rest of her life, destroyed the rest of her life. We have to be really, really careful. We have seen numerous studies which show that this can be a social contagion. Children will do anything to get attention. And I'm not saying that every child does it for attention, but they will. And that's our job as parents to decipher that and figure out how we best protect children. But let's not play games either, and let's not be stupid about it. Remember, biologically, there's men and there's women, and we live in a very funny world where educated people, politicians, and the like, 
and even some doctors I've heard struggle stupidly when you say to them, what is a woman? I recommend everybody go onto Twitter, go onto an account called The Daily Wire, go to Matt Walsh, or just go online and just type in Matt Walsh, what is a woman? It has now been downloaded and watched more times than any Steven Spielberg movie. In one weekend, 150 million people watched it live on Twitter. It's called What is a Woman? And it will blow your mind. He's not being disrespectful. He goes to educated people, professors of gender studies, to ask them, what is a woman? And do you think any one of them can answer the question? Not one single person can answer the question, what is a woman? A woman is an adult female. It's a person born with reproductive organs and capable of giving birth. Not every woman can give birth, sadly. One in five can't, for whatever biological reasons. But they are giving the reproductive parts to give birth. That's a simple explanation for a woman. It's an adult human female. Nothing more than that. It shouldn't be that difficult to answer. There are people, as I said, who identify differently. When you're 18, you do what you want. But far away, I respect you. Go ahead. When you're a child, we have a duty. And that's what we have to remember. I'll be back again tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 85 100 The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 